Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We're coming to you live from the Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loan Studios. They found a better way to mortgage so you can focus on making your new house home. Rocket Mortgage. Push button. Get mortgage. Our toll-free line, 855-212-4CBS, brought to you by GEICO. Great news, you can save a bunch of money. All you have to do is switch to GEICO. Go to GEICO.com, and in 15 minutes, you can save 15% or more on your car insurance. I told you, bottom line, 80% tonight in my bets. I went 20-5, and 17-5 in the NBA, 2-0 and in the NHL, and I hit games uh, two of the World Series at plus 160 with Strasburg, taking the Nats to go up two-zip on the Astros in H-Town. They lead the World Series two games to none now. It's crazy. College football last week, 69% winners in bets. NFL for the week, 71%. It's my fourth week in the 70s in the NFL this season in terms of winners. If you don't sign up for Pharrell and Avenge.com, you're missing all of it. It's a great price, great return. Everybody loves it. Everybody's doing it. They just won't admit it. Pharrellonthebench.com. It's F-E-R-R-A-L-L. Pharrellonthebench.com. Sign up today. Hide the money from your wife. All right. So I was looking at um, some of the games tonight uh, that, you know, stood out to me. One was the Celtics getting whacked by the Sixers. I took Philly, and I laid the five or whatever it was. And um, they blew them out, 107-93. And, you know, the thing that caught my eye was Kemba Walker, right? He's the newest Celtic. That's who they wanted, right? They went and got him. And I think Kemba's a great player. Don't get me wrong. But he was terrible tonight. Four of 18 from the floor. One of six from downtown. And uh, three of four from the line. He had two rebounds, two assists, and three turnovers. 12 points. He was minus 16. The whole team was bad. Hayward, though, had 25. Tatum, 21. But look at how they shot. Uh, Hayward, 8 of 15, that's not that bad. But Tatum, 8 of 22, 4 of 8 from downtown, 1 of 3 from the line. I mean, that's just chucking it so much. That's how you got your 21 because you shot terribly. Right? I mean, that's bottom line. Canner was better, 5 of 8, 12 points, and he gave you 6 boards. Brown, Jalen Brown, who they just gave a boatload of money to, he had 8 points, 3 of 6 shooting, 7 boards, no dimes, 1 steal. He was minus 12. So that did nothing for me. That that Boston performance tonight was puke. And I'll tell you another thing. Um, the Sixers had every single starter in double figures. Tobias Harris had 15. Simmons had 24. Simmons went 24, 8, and 9. Horford, 16. You miss him, Boston? 16 points for Horford. Just two rebounds, though. That's troubling. Embiid's uh, 15 points, 13 boards, three dimes, three block shots. And then uh, Josh Richardson, 17, 6, and 2 with a steal and two block shots. I mean, uh, that's impressive what Philly did. They, You know, every guy's in double figures. They looked really good, to be honest with you. And, uh, I mean, I loved seeing, like, even how about uh, the Suns? I hit that game. The Kings were favored by one and a half. I took the Suns to win outright. They did 124.95. Devin Booker had 22 and 10 dimes. 
The Nuggets, I love this team. Uh, I took them to win outright in Portland against Dame Lillard and McCollum on the road at the Moda, and they won 108-100 outright. Hit both sides of that. Jogic had his normal big night, 20 and 13. He's a badass. Dame had 32 in the loss. Jazz, 195 over the Thunder. I hit that both ways. Jazz to win, Thunder to cover. They did both. CP3 had 22, 8, and 3. Mitchell, 32, 12, and 3 in the Jazz win. Spurs beat the Knicks. Uh, that was interesting because uh, Barrett was so good, I thought. Julius Randle had 25 and 11. He was better. But for a rookie, first game ever in a league, I thought R.J. Barrett uh, really had a nice game. 21 points, 9 of 13, 5 boards, 2 dimes, 2 steals, uh, 3 turnovers. That's a great game for that rookie. And the Knicks actually had a fourth-quarter lead in that game, and then the Spurs went on something like an 18-0 run to push yeah. ahead and take over. But the Knicks didn't end up uh, covering at the end. They did cover by 1. That was great. Or whatever. It was like they were getting 10.5 or 11, and they covered. They lost 120-111. to 111. The Mavericks, I already talked about Doncic and Porzingis. They both lit it up. Doncic had 34. Timberwolves, you get 36 and 14 from Cat. Kyrie has 50, but they lose in overtime. 127, 126. Heat, 120 to 101 over the Grizzlies. Justice Winslow, did you even remember he played there? 27 points for the Heat. And then Magic beat the Cavs. Vucevic had um, 21, 9, and 3 for the Magic. Pistons beat the Pacers, 119-110. Andre Drummond had 32. And the Hornets somehow, and I took them plus three to win outright, they beat the Bulls, 126-125. The thing that stood out to me was Laurie Markkinen, 35 points, 17 boards, two dimes in the loss for the Bulls. Only guy to ever have an opening night, 35, since Michael Jordan in Chicago. A white boy, no less. Laurie Markkinen filling it up. 855-212-4227. Sorry I hit both of those NHL games for you tonight. There was only two. I can only hit two at a time when there's only two games. So I hit both of them. Ottawa and the Lightning both won. And then I gave you the Nationals win. Dan in Wyoming, you're on CBS Sports Radio. Yes, sir. You guys got the best sports show on the air. Come on. Period. Come on. I want to comment about the red zone. I think it's, like you said, the greatest thing that's ever been invented Although I do still make my popcorn on the stove, the thing I like about do you the really? red zone... You really yeah, make it on the stove? Oh, I still do. I love it that way. So you do it hey, in like a... Zone. You do it in like Go a ahead. big pan or something? What do you do it in? Yeah, I put a pan on the stove with some canola oil, and right. I throw the corn in there, and then I throw the salt to it when it's done, and it's delicious. I bet it is. Uh, do you remember that Jiffy Pop? They made it on the stove, too. Yeah, that's really dry, though. That's even hard to swallow. But I put lots of oil in mine, maybe even a little butter on it after, and it's real good. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> the Red Zone, Scotty, is the greatest thing that's ever been invented. And you know why I like it so much? Because you get eight hours of pure football with no stinking ads. Oh, I love it. I Listen, I would no more, honestly, watch a network television game any more than fly a kite. It takes... It's like the longest yard. It's every game is uh, <laughs> it's four hours of commercials and, and timeouts and replay oh, no. reviews. It's awful. And and the red zone just cuts out all the BS. It cut out all the BS. And here in, in Wyoming where I live, there's a lot of Bronco fans, and we call them the donkeys. And now that they're 
they're really they really stink that uh, nobody even wants to watch them anymore and people are starting to warm up to the uh, to the red zone on the bar that I go and watch games and it's great because we're all laughing and cheering and having a good time it's great Thanks I mean up. it's great to watch uh, to me it's just the only way to watch football anymore on a Sunday is the red zone channel it is uh, they, and they know it. They know that it's uh, an incredible product that's working in a big way. And then what do they get? They get huge sponsors to pay for it, right? They just, it's brought to you by whoever, and it's written all over the set. And, you know, when they go to the live screen of him in the New York studio or whatever, uh, it's got the sponsor all over it there and whoever. I don't even know who the sponsors are, but all I know is um, it, it really is uh, kick-ass. I love it. Uh, Matt in California, you're on CBS Sports Radio. What's up, Pharrell? Hey, Greetings dude. from the desert, man. What's happening, bro? Hey, long time, long time. Back to KMBR with Pete Franklin. Cool, man. <laughs> I drop in on you about every five or six years. Um, just want to let you know what's going out here. Uh, what's going on out here in the desert? We're getting ready to get a hockey team in downtown Palm Springs. I knew that. Yeah, isn't that awesome? It's like an affiliate of the new team that's going to be in Seattle. Right, I know all about it. Oh, okay, just making sure, man. Yeah, I think it's great. I think it's great that they're getting a team there. Um, I don't know. I don't. You know, I, it's been a long time since I I lived in uh, in Huntington Beach, but I used to go to uh, Palm Springs all the time to golf, and you know, I used to be there literally just regularly golfing. I just think it's phenomenal. But I, it's a great place. But I don't even know how many people live there now. Like, I don't even know how many well, people live there that would go to a hockey bro. game. That's, that's what makes this team is what's going to make this team a success because right now we're facing to get bombarded by Canadians. I mean, there's people that own houses in Michigan and Illinois and all over Canada, and then they also own homes out here just like they go to Florida. And oh, I know. So, like, how many people live in, like, Palm Springs? I don't have my Google-later on me right now. But, I mean, Mo. if you were to guess, like, is it, like, uh, is it 200,000 uh, people, 100? I, uh, I don't know, about 350,000. All right. And then, yeah, I, like, I guess. I live in Rancho Mirage. I know where it is. by Mission Hills. Sure. And, um... I'll tell you what, uh, this is this arena is going to be awesome. It's only going to be two stories tall above the ground, and uh, the Clippers G League team is going to play there too. So, Well, that's great. I think it's great for Palm Springs uh, for sure, and I, I want to see if they support it, you know? 48,000 live in Palm Springs? I knew it wasn't 300,000. No, I'm not like, a big It's very small. Small, small city. But So do you think that 48,000, that's pathetic. Do you think that, because I know how small it is, do you um, think that they'll go and, you know, pack that arena to watch minor league hockey? I mean, they've, been, they've added a bunch of AHL teams in California. They all do well. So why not? It's, it's. Taken off there. They all do well. There's a market for it. Yeah, they all do well there. I think that's a tough location, though. I mean, you basically need a third of the population to show up for every game because how many people are really driving to Palm Springs to go see hockey? Like, no it's one. It's in the middle of nowhere. It's not like you're a major city. You're just outside the city or something like that. It's not a major metroplex. I think it's whatever. It's like, desert. It's two. I think it's two and a half hours from, from uh, L.A. or something like that. Something like that. I mean, I used to drive down there in two hours from Huntington Beach. 
and golf. I loved it. In fact, I had even more fun golfing in the Inland Empire right there than on the way to Palm Springs. It was even better. I could golf there in an hour. I could go there in an hour and be golfing. And I mean, just the sickest golf courses you ever played on in your life. What did you think, Carver High, of them hiring uh, this guy, the Cubs, in that? Uh, it, it's, what's it's, the guy's name again? David Ross. David Ross. That's how excited I am about it. I don't even remember his name. It's obviously very trendy and going with what teams have been doing recently, which is taking younger guys who have only been out of the league for a couple of years and have been doing TV as well because Ross has been on ESPN, a la Aaron Boone and um, – you know, a couple other guys that have done this. Look, it's his first job, and he's going to be managing guys, a good portion of them, that he just played with a couple years ago. You're so, telling me that that guy's better than Joe Madden? I think they just took a huge step back. He's never managed a game before in his life. So I'm not buying so it. So I'm not buying it either. And it's tough when you just played with these guys, and now, you know, you're their manager. You're going to order them around now. Right. I, I mean, now Girardi had that with the Yankees where, you know, in, in 08 and 09, he, you know, he had played with Jeter and Mariano and those guys, but he it wasn't his first manager job. He had already been a manager in Florida, had a little experience being a manager before he did that. Could be a tricky spot for Ross uh, out of the gate, I would I would think. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I'm not. I, and I, I'm and not it looks like it. Girardi's going to end up in Philadelphia. Yeah, they've been putting a, the. You know what? What amazes me is they put the steam on that to get it done. Why haven't they got it done? If right. they want him so bad, get it done. They should be doing it right now, at one in the morning. What are you waiting for? Are you waiting for the Mets to do it? Because they oh, will. It seems like the Mets are just. I can't believe the Mets didn't do it right when the season ended. You I, have to admit. That this guy Van Wagenen has butchered this. Well, he, uh, yeah. what is he doing? Well, they have a lot of candidates. They say that they they, they want to continue to talk to, and they feel good about all these guys. They're embarrassing. And there's like you know this SNY report of the there's another candidate, some bombshell candidate. Uh, if you want to look who that is, I'm sure if you looked at all of Brody Van Wagenen's like former clients who are now retired. Just find one of them on that list. I bet you that's where you'll find the name. What are they waiting for? I don't they, know. I mean, uh, they. All you have to do is go get Girardi, give him the money, and they're going to hire Beltran. So Carlos Beltran is going to be the manager of the Mets. Good, I mean, look, that's my luck. guess. Good I don't. Luck. I, that's. It seems like they're, they've let Girardi talk to the Phillies enough that he's not going to be the Met manager. So. Yeah, I think he's signing with the Phillies, and and Beltran's going to end up your uh, manager. That, that's what do you just think? my guess. What do you think of that? I think it's a terrible move. I think they're butchering it. I think what they're doing is setting themselves up to not to try to. Even though they look terrible, they're trying to set it up as, you know, we're interested in them, but, oh, wait, the Phillies went and stole them, so we couldn't get them, when really they don't want to pay them the money. That's what it is, that they're cheap, uh, the, and they don't want to do it because Phillies of that. stole them. The, the, did the Mets ever even interview him? They've interviewed once? him twice. Oh, they've twice interviewed Girardi? But they, they don't want to pay him the money, I'm sure, so they're going to play this game so that the Phillies go and pay him, and then they go get someone on the cheap. You cannot tell me a thousand times over that Beltran is better than Joe Girardi. It's not even – it could never happen in a lifetime. Same thing like Ross. It's guy's first managerial job. It's oh, Didn't they just do that and fail miserably? Like, how stupid are they? They really are. The Wilpons and this guy are clowns. They really are. It's a joke. Believe me, I worked with them. They're idiots. I can't stand any of them. You're listening to Pharrell on the Bench. 
So um, 34 C just checked in. She told me that I have to uh, wake up uh, Gunner because I think Chop is at some. She's at some camping expedition with her class. Like the whole class goes on some camping trip in, in like some heated cabins and everything up in the woods. I have no idea what's going on there, but I know when I did it, I brought weed. And uh, all I know, <laughs> well, I mean, who goes camping without weed? Anyway, uh, so uh, she said I got to wake him up every day at 6.20 in the morning to go to school because his like, bus or whatever comes at 7.00. So I got to wake him up at 6. I go to bed at 4 in the morning. <laughs> I'm going to bed at 4. I'm getting up at 6. Carver, I'm like you now. No sleep till Brooklyn. None at all. Two hours. It's not easy. It's a rough way to make a living. Never sleeping. They say in the NBA, if, they don't, if you don't sleep, you don't play well. There's just no way to excel when you don't sleep. I wonder how many uh, hours people average sleeping a night. What are you, uh, three hours, Carver, high a day? Yeah, I'm I'm between three and four, no no more than that. I mean, that's about it. Three or four. When you drive, do you fall asleep at the wheel ever? Some nights. Is it bad? I try not to, obviously. <laughs> do you have? Do you do the uh, stick your head out the window thing? On the really bad nights, I'll do that. I'll open the window up. And then what, crank the radio? Uh, yeah. Wow. That's brutal. Uh, anyway, so uh, did you see this list today? That or, I don't know. I didn't. Sh- that's true. Oh, that's right. You didn't tell the story. You got stuck in the elevator tonight, like the schmoozer. Yeah, when I was coming in tonight, I got about halfway up. What happened? And the elevator just uh, dead stopped. Kind of gave like a little, you know. A little uh, jolt. A little jolt there. And I said, uh-oh. And then it went down a little bit. And went back up, and all the buttons started flashing. When you were in there and you were trapped, and you were talking to uh, Deb and everything, did you uh, did you ever freak out or anything? Get to a point where you were like, "Get me out of here." Were you claustrophobic? Yeah, I mean, look, it's not a situation that you ever want to be in, being stuck in an elevator. Um, I mean, these are new systems here; they're pretty high tech elevators that they got in this place, right? So you'd think it's just a simple thing. They just need to find somebody. How many floors is this whole building? I believe 14. That's it? Yeah. Right here in the middle of uh, the village. I would be in a lot worse shape if I got stuck in an elevator like at that joint we read out in L.A. a couple weeks ago. Oh. That would. 75 stories. That would uh, rock my world over there. Being trapped up in the sky. I wouldn't have any of that. That would not be good. So when you were in there, were you, uh, did you freak out at all on her or anything? No, I mean, it, it. look, I was in there for what, like 10 or 15 minutes. Get, get a little longer than that, I'm sure it wouldn't Did it been. seem like an hour? Yeah. Did you, were you, uh, there was nothing you could do about it, right? She was your only recourse of, of help. I mean, I had my phone, but I didn't really need to get to that that point. I mean, I was talking to her in the elevator, and at first she said she was going to, you know, get the maintenance people, and she's like, it might be like 45 minutes. Can you imagine being trapped in there all night? No, not particularly. I, I couldn't imagine that. Well, the schmoozer happened to him about seven, eight years ago, whenever it was. He was in there for an hour and a half, and the fire department had to come and, you know, like, crack it open and... <laughs> Get out the schmooze? Pull him out of there. But did that was before Did the he current. do a photo op with him? I have no idea. <laughs> the schmoozer? 
But uh, I was in and out of there, thankfully. I wasn't in there very long. Wow. That's crazy. Did you, Jay, did you hear about uh, your boy getting trapped in the uh, elevator like the schmooze? I did hear about it. Luckily, it was only a, uh, what, 10, 20-minute adventure? Yeah, for you? just a few. I actually texted Jay while I was in the elevator. I was something like, Can I you could believe do I'm for sitting down here in the Did elevator? you guys talk about the Islanders' third line, or what did you guys get into? Uh, well, then I ran into Steve, who told me about his fiasco, where he spent 90 minutes in a... And he was able to finish an entire pack of cigarettes. No, the... it's funny that you bring that up. He told me he was talking with the girl downstairs, because... What's her name, uh, Mike? Deb. 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 And Deb said, while you're waiting, feel free to smoke, Steve. We understand the situation that you're in. And he swears he did not smoke. Yeah, my yeah, well, ass. Well, well, the reason why I can't uh, go five minutes without a cigarette. Well, I'm going to tell you the reason why he probably didn't smoke in there. Why? He doesn't always carry them on him, so that was when he was still going outside. So he probably just had the, you the know, butt. The, the butt, and he went outside. Had the that might have been the end of one. And he was trapped with and no then smokes. And he went in to go back up, and he would have got another one next trip. And um, that could be. Can why. you imagine the money they spend on cigarettes? These fiends. Like seriously, it's like buying crack. It's crazy. But it's like a carton in New York's eighty bucks or something like that. Well, he doesn't pay for them here. Well, what does that mean? Well, he's got uh, he's got sources out there bringing them from Connecticut, bringing them from oh. here. He's got, yeah, from the uh, Indian reservations. Oh, he's got. Uh, you think he's paying New York City prices Tax for free, a carton of friend. cigarettes? What is New York fourteen a pack? Right. I have no idea. It's fifteen bucks a pack. And he smokes non-filters. I know. He smokes like giant doobies. <laughs> They're like cut camel doobies. Can you imagine no filter? It's bad enough with a filter, but imagine no filter. It's like literally, because I used to, there was a time in my life when I would like roll up my own cigarettes with tobacco. Like I went through this phase of, you know, I think I'll just roll my own doobies and smoke them. And it, it was awesome. But there's absolutely nothing stopping you from dying. It's just, you just, you're just like smoking a tree. I mean, it is unbelievable. I would not be good. Uh, I don't even want to talk about it because I don't want any part of being stuck in an elevator. Trust me, I got enough problems. Avoid number one. It's the well, number you were one. briefly, weren't you? Is that the same one that Schmoozer got caught in? I don't know the answer to that, but Mike was in one, right? Yeah, why one? Why one? Don't go And then they try to put me right back in it to go back up. Came back to the bottom. Nice receipt. They let Here, me out. Go back in. And then they're like, all right, can I use the elevator? Because there's six or seven elevators down there. Right. I hit the button, and it goes back to Y1. I looked at the dude. I was like, I'm not getting back in that one. <laughs> I said, hit it again. Hit the button again. Give me another one. And then finally he gave me three. I went up in that one. You did get stuck at the other planet, didn't you, after, oh, the, after I, the Mad Hatter yeah, uh, I got, chef race? I, I got stuck in one over at, uh, at Sirius. <laughs> It was unbelievable. It was only like five minutes. But there was like seven or eight of us in there. Right, and you would not be the person to get stuck in no, there being but, calm and collecting well, and freaking out. I remember we had blow, so that helped us a lot. Wait, are we on the air? Didn't help how to run any faster. No. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. You're listening to Pharrell on the Bench. I mean, ESPN's got to chill with the David Ross stuff. I mean, my God, you, you'd think it was Lou Gehrig coming back from the dead. Well, that's their guy. He's, they're going to push him left, right, Oh, my right, God. Center. They're celebrating this guy getting this job. They showed him riding off on his teammates' shoulders when they won the World Series. They're, they're doing, like, a full expose on him like he's some kind of genius. Are you kidding me? This guy, he was average as a player. He's going to be even worse as a manager. I didn't get the fascination with him as a broadcaster either. Oh, they just love him. They can't get enough of him. 
So I know the uh, Jets don't think very highly of the people in Bristol. <laughs> They're not high on them this lately this week after their uh, ghost seeing ghost comment. Anyway, who the Jets? Yeah, whatever. It doesn't matter who they're unhappy with. They suck so bad. Ja Morant, uh, 14 tonight in his uh, NBA debut for the Grizzlies. They got whacked by 19 by the Heat. He was 6 of 12 from the floor, four boards, four dimes, uh, one steal, one block shot. Not bad. Six turnovers. It's a little bit of a problem, but what are you going to do? 14 points, not bad. He had some nice moves. I saw in the USA Today, they did a uh, story today on the all-time top 100 NFL players. Did you see it? They rated Jerry Rice the number one player of all time in the NFL. Hall of Famer, three-time Super Bowl champ, Super Bowl MVP, NFL MVP, 13 Pro Bowls. All-purpose touchdown leader, 208, leads the NFL in receiving yards, 22,895. Only player in history and more with more than 20,000 receiving yards, leads the NFL in total receptions. All-purpose yards, leads the NFL in TD receptions. What do you think? Is he the greatest player that ever lived? Jerry Rice is who they said. Tom Brady is number two. Second greatest player ever. Lawrence Taylor, three. Jim Brown, four. Walter Payton, five, sweetness. Joe Montana, six. Reggie White, seven. Peyton Manning, eight. They just love Peyton Manning. Always. Johnny Unitas, nine. Barry Sanders, ten. Joe Green, mean Joe Green, 11. Dick Butkus, 12. Ronnie Lott, 13. Anthony Munoz, 14. Deacon Jones, 15. Deion Sanders, 16. I actually had a guy this weekend, um, my, a buddy of mine in uh, Indiana, told me that Deion Sanders sucked. I was like, what? He said, he doesn't matter. No one cares about him. I'm like, what? I said, what? And... uh he said that Brett Favre was uh, a more competitive than Deion Sanders. Do you believe that? Because I, I don't. More what than him? Competitive. More of a competitor than Deion Sanders. Deion Sanders how played two sports. I mean, honestly. Huh? How would he know? How do you judge competitiveness? I, I don't know. Both those guys played hard every time they were on the field. But I... Deion Sanders was the most electrifying. Have you ever seen anyone play cornerback like him or run back kicks like him? Who who do you know that ever, like, he was a receiver, a cornerback, a punt returner, a baseball player. He played in World Series. He played in Super Bowls. What didn't Deion? He was primetime. In college, he was the best player in college football. In pros, he was the best player. He's the best cover corner I've I've seen. I mean, obviously that's only forty years of life, but they got him ranked sixteenth as the sixteenth greatest player that ever. Yeah, but lived. how many? Probably the best corner, right? There's no corners ahead of him, is there? No, but um, they have him. Uh, they have him listed here as number sixteen, and I think I did see uh, Brett Favre on the list. 
He, he did make the list. I just, I, I'm going as fast as I can through it. Troy Aikman was number 100. But I was looking, and there was actually, I, I saw it before. I just don't know where the hell it is now. I'd be looking for it all day because there's so many of them. But I think I, I, I could have sworn I saw him on the list. Anyway, uh, Otto Graham, 17. John Elway, 18. Emmett Smith, 19. Dan Marino, 20. Gail Saris, 21. Sammy Ball, Ray Lewis, Randy Moss, Don Hudson. Great receiver, Packers. Uh... Anyway, I, I'm screwing it up. I, I can't remember. Uh, anyway, um, let's see. Oh, Brett Favre, here we go, 26. He was rated 26th. Alan Page, 27. Uh, Bruce Smith, 28. Lambert, uh, 29. Jack Lambert. John Hanna, 30. I could go on and on. It would take me all night to go through this list. Thank you. Very exciting. Kirk Cousins was a joke. Now he's an MVP candidate. Do you believe that? that we'll he... see how fast. We'll see where we're at uh, ten weeks from now with that talk. Yeah, they they because the guy had three good games. They they're putting him in the Hall of Fame now because he, he makes had, all that money. Just as easy as he had three good games, he could have three bad ones just right right after that. I doubt tomorrow night he'll have a bad game against that Washington team. Russell Wilson is now twenty nine and seven following an in season loss, the best such record in the NFL since the seventy merger. Mad and upset Eagles face a stiff challenge to turn their season around. The team is mad. They're very upset heading to Buffalo. Very angry. How about Fletcher Cox? Somebody broke into his house. Did you see the story? Some dude, uh, ex-boyfriend of a woman staying at Cox's residence. You know what that sounds like? The ex-boyfriend now realizes that she's sleeping with Cox. Is that about right? (laughs) She's staying at his house now. Why do you think that is? But this guy tried to break into the house in New Jersey, and um, Fletcher Cox was having none of it. He grabbed a shotgun, and that was the end of it. This guy ran off. They caught him. They caught the guy, I think. Mike Tomlin calls the Dolphins a very capable group. But that was a fun press conference to sit through with him lying the whole time. Eric Reed is motivated to play the 49ers, his former team. You know, Eric Reed, is he not the, like, the most angry guy in the league? He's just so mad at everybody. Have you ever noticed that guy's just always angry? Eric Reed, you need to simmer down, bro. Chill out. No one cares about your kneeling anymore either. Just get over it. Just play football. Stop threatening people. Like, oh, God, we're going to get the revenge of Eric Reed this weekend, huh, in San Francisco. I'm sure they're scared to death. Browns trade rumors. Cleveland contacted the Redskins, Giants, and Eagles for help at left tackle. What they really want is Trent Williams. That's who they want, the guy that won't play football anymore. Matt Ryan not practicing today with his ankle problem. Freddie Kitchen says he won't criticize the officials because he loves money. At least he's honest. Most likely Super Bowl champions based on the Action Network. They did simulations on a computer at work today, and people were actually getting paid to do this. Patriots, 36% chance to win it all. The Niners, 11%. Does it matter what anyone else's percentage is? Charts and graphs. Charts and graphs. Pirates fired team president Frank Conley. They might as well fire everyone. Not only did they uh, fire that guy, they brought in, remember the guy 
who was with the Penguins, and he went to work for the Islanders last year. Right. President of business operations, Travis Williams. Yeah. I saw today that the Pirates hired him as their new president of business operations. So not even a year with the Islanders. He's back in Pittsburgh taking a job. Oh, your guy that's so popular that uh, building arenas and stuff and making things happen. He got hired by the Pirates. Yes. Uh, Joe West is suing former big league catcher Paul Duca for defamation. He did a podcast, man, in which he claimed that uh, his Mets teammate, Billy Wagner, used to bribe West with the use of vintage cars in order to get a larger strike zone. LaDuca recalled Wagner saying, Joe loves antiques, so every time I, I come into town, I'd lend him a 57 Chevy so he could drive it around, and so he opens up the strike zone for me. I don't even know. What made him so mad? Joe West very mad? I mean, honestly, clear. I'm guessing that this is obviously like a joke thing from LaDuca, like, Calm down, dude. Like, you're an awful lump as it is. Like, you got to go seriously, like, suing the guy for defamation. He has to be telling a joke. You know, we used to make it, you know, we we give him a car to drive around for a few days. Get serious, man. Annabelle Sanchez will start game three for the Nationals. Here you go. Most popular bets to win the MVP of the NBA. Ben Simmons is the top uh, money. Joel Embiid, two. Anthony Davis, three. LeBron, four. Steph Curry, five. Then Jokic, Harden, Giannis, eight. Dame Lillard, nine. And Kawhi, ten. Dwayne Wade has joined the TNT NBA coverage. Very exciting. No charges to be filed against uh, Masai Ujiri in the final sheriff dust-up. Remember when he shoved the cop and he was going to go to jail for 20 years? It took a month, but they finally sorted all that out. So now they're best friends. Uh, there you go. I know that you were asking me about the MLS before. Yes. Just so you know, a good one tomorrow night in the Western Conference, 10.30 East uh, start time, the Battle of L.A., a big Western Conference semifinal match between the Galaxy and the L.A. Football Club. As you know, uh, fans do not like each other. You've got Zlatan involved there, too. So that could be a fun one tomorrow night, uh, 1030. Could while be we're some here. violence. Could be. All right, I'm all for it. Uh, UFC champ John Jones, unmotivated by light heavyweight contenders. Uh, Francis Naganu on the horizon. So they can't get anyone for him to fight? Is that what it boils down to, Moff? I mean, plenty of guys that want to fight him. It just sounds like he doesn't want to fight anyone. Uh, and Uriah, don't call me Mother Pharrell and heap favor to face Peter Yan at UFC 245. What a thrill that will be for everyone. Who? Peter Yan. Yan Gomez. Uh, is this the greatest lineup ever of all time? Uh, Carver Hyde, Lemieux on the left wing, Gretzky center, Gordie Howe on the right wing, Bobby Orr and... Raymond Bork on the blue line well, and Marty uh, Brodeur in goal. Well, gee, I don't know. You just took the best player at every position, you know, in NHL history. Of course it's the best lineup ever. Greatest lineup. What kind of a question is that? Greatest lineup ever. Don't forget, you can listen to the podcast of the show on uh, Twitter, at Scott Farrell, at On Event CBS, and on Facebook, at uh, Farrell on Avenge. Also, you can uh, forget about preemptions when sports, play-by-play, whether it's baseball, hockey, basketball, football, preempt me, and you don't get to hear the show, that's nonsense. Now you can hear it every night, no matter what, all four hours on radio.com. It's free, just favorite CBS Sports Radio. I'm on the CBS Sports app every night, all four hours. I'm on SiriusXM's app for all four hours and on Ask Alexa for four hours. Don't get preempted. Get those apps, and you can listen to the show every night. 
Check out the podcast. We'll put it up tonight and tomorrow as well on Twitter and Facebook. For Carver High and Mafia, I'm Pharrell. Good night from New York. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 